welcome to Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy. Two PTs talking about life inside and outside of the fitness industry. Welcome everyone and first of all thank you so much for the positive feedback we've had from our episode one. Thank you for listening to it and thank you for giving comments and tips on topics for next one. What yeah. has your feedback been Matt? Yeah it's been a really good response from the first episode. I know we, it was more of an introduction episode and we was kind of looking forward to getting into some proper like gritty old subjects. Um, but yeah, I was really happy with the response. I'm glad people were liking it, sharing it, commenting on it. And yeah, it, I'm glad someone basically listened to it, to be honest, Mike. That's always a fear, isn't it? Just checking the <laughs> stats after the first day and thinking, oh, zero listeners. Oh, So we wanted <laughs> to spend this next 28 minutes talking around, obviously, how the coronavirus and how being in lockdown has changed people's lives at the moment, especially in the fitness industry. Um, Mike, how's it changed your life directly, maybe with your work, with your training? Yeah, massive change. The gym's shut, so straight away that puts everything into perspective. So both my training and also just contact with clients as well. How about yourself, buddy? Yeah, it's been massive because, you know, somewhere I would spend, you know, 8, 12 hours of a day no longer mm. spending eight, 12 hours a day in the gym, obviously surrounded by people, training people. And um, we've had to take the whole business completely online, which we're going to talk yeah. about a bit now, some pros and cons of online coaching um, and training. Um, but yeah, it's been definitely a culture shift. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I can imagine it's, it's really required a lot of just fine tweaking and and a lot of just mental resilience from yourself so uh, fair play mate from what you're doing so far it's fantastic so keep up the great work thank you very much mate thank you i mean i mean matt you've been a uh, an online trainer for a while now so looking at the the positives of it what have you found to be a really good positive of online training well i think a positive of online coaching or online training um is you can pick a trainer no matter where your location where your job mm. is, it doesn't matter. You can train with someone in Manchester, in Cardiff, in London, and whatever. And you don't necessarily have to pick your local gym trainer anymore. No, I suppose that's quite obvious, isn't it? You don't don't need to be at that location to train with them, do you? So yeah, it makes a massive amount of sense. And do you have many sort of clients who aren't based in Kent? Online yeah. clients? Yeah, with our um, online products, we've had people from like. Essex, we've had people from Somerset, Newcastle, scattered around the UK. And just by following oh, our social media pages, they've interacted with our content, mm. really like what you guys are doing, and then sign up to um, some online coaching. Um, so I oh, think brilliant. that's a big bonus when it comes to online coaching is you have a bigger choice of what trainer you want to pick from um, and what coach you want to pick from. And I suppose it's not down to how many likes that you've got or you know how many shares you've had as a trainer it's a bit more than that isn't it in regards yeah. to the quality yeah because i think where especially the rise of instagram everyone's a trainer now and more than often people aren't actually qualified coaches or personal trainers mm. 
they haven't done the big education part of it and actually applied themselves to be qualified practitioners. No, I, I suppose if you can put together a, a really good page or a profile, people don't tend to ask you about your qualifications. I think for me, in the past 10 years, I've only ever been asked for my qualifications by two people. So yeah. there's a lot of trust involved in it. And I'm not saying people should do that, but you know, just do your research. And I suppose if in doubt, a good way to get an idea of how good a trainer is, is to view their profile. Uh, also look at referrals, look at, speak to people who do, that you know, who do online training and see what their trainers like. And that's always a, a good, a good start. Yeah. I would say like a, a referrals, a bit like when you're looking to, you know, get a plumber or a, or a builder, you know, a lot of people mm. go on Facebook and ask, can anyone refer their local, the local builder? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and more than often as well, you see the, the dudes and the girls that are in tremendously good shape aren't necessarily mm. the best coaches, even though they are maybe in the best shape possible themselves. They potentially are not the best coaches with people. And I think people get lured into likes, shares, popularity, yes. basically on social media. Yeah, but you're right. And you've got to look a bit deeper than that and look into their ability to to get you to where you want to be safely and help in the best physical health as well. And it's not to say, you know, a good coach won't have a six pack. Cause you might, there are some great coaches out there who are in fantastic shape as well. So don't mm. just think we're just sitting here slating everyone who's got a, a great set of and, and big pecs, yeah. <laughs> but do just make sure that they are qualified enough and, mm. And I able to coach properly. Yeah. And I'm a big firm believer in social proof, like the proof is in the yeah. building. So if someone's putting some online content, they need almost proof they are as good as they say they are. I.e., mm. if, if they're a fat loss um, performance coach, you want to see transformations. If that's what they're selling yeah. themselves at, they need to prove what they can do. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And, and in regards to the situation right now, I think moving on to the next... Uh, pro of, of what's happened is that I've actually upskilled myself in regards to my flexibility, my improvement in body weight movements, mm. my core ability. And if I'm being honest, I did neglect that a little bit prior to what's been going on because I'd always use the old age excuse. Oh, I squat, I deadlift, that's enough core work. And to a certain extent, yeah, it is, but there's no reason why I can't do more core stuff to actually make myself physically more healthy and, and in better and better physical condition as well so that's another sort of positive from my point of view that I've actually spent more time doing little bits and bobs for my physical health that I tended not to make time for what about yourself buddy yeah um with, with clients I think definitely they've they focus more on more fundamental movements um mm. when it comes to training such as improving core strength getting um learn how to do a full press up improving mobility yeah. um, and the big one for me with clients is increasing how much they move day to day their neat which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis how much you move mm. every day um and when it comes to fat loss and weight loss and general health that is probably one of the most important things absolutely and a lot of people say a lot of studies have shown that we don't actually burn fat during sort of like high intense movements mm. it's during the times that we're not actually doing a lot that we actually burn that uh actually burn perhaps more 
more fat that way in regards to our non like it's a lot you mentioned about our our non-exercise related activity as well so mm. the importance of that as well is definitely been massive. Yeah, massive i think and it's great yeah. to see people who in my community that i very rarely see that are actually out moving more so you actually get to see people who who never used to exercise are now using the lockdown as an opportunity to actually start to exercise yeah definitely i think though there's a lot of people who are struggling as well with the change um i've noticed obviously with a lot of people with limited equipment mm. and a big thing i think is lack of space so if you're living with your parents or your family and yeah. you're trying to look for on one of these online zoom sessions and you've got your yeah. mum in the background in a dressing gown with a cup of tea um and you you don't want to go live on Zoom in front of the trainer with everyone else in the background. Of course, as well. And uh, <laughs> like I say, you can't then pause it and go back to it because it's a live session. So you've got the stress of that as well. Sometimes you can't do a kettlebell class, you've got no equipment. Uh, you may not have, like I say, the, the physical space all the time. Or, for example, if you've got to put the kids to bed and they're they're playing up then the trainer's not going to be like okay let's wait 10 minutes for karen down the road who's waiting to put the kids to bed mm. you might miss out that way but i guess on the flip there are a lot of videos out there that you can watch in your own time like on youtube that have been pre-recorded so yeah you know, that's think, always a, yeah. a positive spin to that to that point right there definitely i think there's a lot of opportunity for people who maybe don't have time to physically drive to a gym yeah get dressed, go to the gym session, drive back because they've got to be, they have other priorities like children, work. So I think a lot of people are using it to their advantage and actually they, if they get to train in the comfort of their own home, then they don't have to really go anywhere. Oh, definitely. I think it takes the stress as well out of like rush hour traffic to get to the gym. Not that, you know, there would be now, but in, if you finish work at say 5.30, driving to the gym, 25 minutes you know if you're lucky sometimes mm. so straight away there's that less stress you can get ready in your own time get warmed up mm. you know there's no sort of gym closure time so even to say for example if you do get delayed in your evening interactions then you can train yeah. a bit later than normal yeah so it's, it's giving people a lot more flexibility with training but you can see how mm. some people who maybe are used to training a certain weight in a gym environment and sick motivation with a gym environment are struggling. Yeah. I described it on Instagram earlier. It's what, you know, if, if people used to lifting and deadlifting in the gym and suddenly yeah. they can't anymore, it's kind of like having a, a blarp doll as a girlfriend, a blarp doll as a girlfriend. It's, it does the same job maybe for some people. I'll leave that open to interpretation. Well, but it's not um, quite the same. If I'm being honest, Matt, I can't say I've ever experienced this, but I'll, I'll go on your, you know, your best recommendations. I've, and... I've been on your stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think as well, Mike, that, you know, people are training in, the, in their own homes, but do you find as, you know, you're, you're a one-to-one -one PT guy. You're, yeah. I'm, I'm probably more now an online and a group trainer, so I don't do as much one-to-one -one PT. But do you find maybe the lack of one-to-one -one feedback when you're training someone they're not going to get that anymore it's hard and it's been a having someone there accountable for you i've trained recently with a couple of friends just doing an online session and because they're in 
the same video and they can see what I'm doing, I know I'm working a little bit extra harder because mm. if they see that I've stopped, for example, we're doing mountain climbers, and if they see that I've stopped after half a minute, then for me, I'm like, right, I need to push into that time mm. that it's up as well. So it's that accountability, having someone there to, to say, come on, you can do it, or just checking your form. For example, you know what it's like, even, even as trainers, mm. sometimes we can't see what we're doing properly. We have to, yeah. we have to rely on our general awareness that, uh, and our proprioception that we are doing the correct movements yeah. with the right mechanics as well. And having a trainer there will just reduce that, that risk of injury. Yeah. I mean, even with our, our online sessions for the gym, um, we've tried to keep the numbers quite limited as well. So the coach has enough time to give everyone enough attention and feedback because some of these sessions where there's like 30, 40, 50 people logging online, there's no way, no way that many people in a session. I think even in a physical, physical gym, you'd need two or three coaches, wouldn't you? Just to, mm. to help out and let alone online where you've got tiny little windows, you can't really see what's going on and not everyone's got the best view with the best quality video. So, you know, it's a recipe sometimes not, not for disaster, but you know, it just increases that chance of, physical physical injury so yeah i mean a lot of like um videos now if you go on like instagram or youtube there's a lot of like jumping around your front mm. room sort of hit style workouts and yeah. the only problem with those if you're taking an unconditioned individual yeah has no muscular integrity or has never done yeah. a body weight lunge before or hasn't moved yeah. for 20 years trying to do a jump lunge it can be quite detrimental to that individual yeah, massively high risk. And it's important that there are building blocks in place for workouts. And anytime I put up a, a workout video, I try to add progression yeah. and regression. For example, like a press-up, I'll try to, to say that there's a kneeling press-up variation or to progress a movement if someone wants to go from a a single leg squat into a single leg squat with a mini jump yeah. as a progression, but I always say as a progression or regression as well. So there are options there for people rather yeah. than right. Everyone's doing a, say a jump squat or a or jump lunge. Then it puts you in a situation where you feel that, okay, well I can't do that workout. Yeah. Um, and that's the key. And if you are in this situation, then by all means do contact that individual online. You know, it's, it's trainers, like myself and Matt, we like feedback, positive or negative, just yeah. so that we know we're doing a job properly and we like helping people. So yeah. it's important if you're ever unsure, then never, don't be afraid to just contact that individual. And all these, all these poor fuckers online who are getting nominated for this 5K run who have never <laughs> barely run a bar, yeah. let alone run 5K, and they feel obliged to run a 5K. Now, I know that's a good thing. It does get people exercise. I don't yeah. want it because it is a really good thing. But if yeah. you take someone who's really unconditioned, Mike, yeah, you can't walk up the stairs without getting a breath, and they force themselves to a five k. It's quite yeah. scary, massively. And even for yourself, you know, you've had to do the training for the marathon this year, and mm. you've had to follow a a training program. You you know, you're you're a fit lad. You've got a good conditioning background. Doesn't mean you go from naught to twenty miles in one week. You know, and the same thing applies to here. You don't go from couch to five k in a week. It's important that you if you are going to do it, that you're sensible, maybe perhaps start off by doing, you know, jog for a minute, walk for yeah. three minutes, that sort of stuff. So you still get 5k done, but you don't have to jog 5k. You could be mm. just as 5k. So rather than sort of 
feel right. I've got to run 5K. I've got to run it. Okay, well, I, when I did the marathon, I didn't run the whole way. I've not no shame in that. I stuck to my plan and I walked some parts. Yeah. You know, I knew that ultimately my health and safety was the most important thing there. And my ego of trying to run would only end up being a downfall. So don't be afraid to just be sensible when it comes to these yeah. sort of situations and, and don't feel obliged to have to do it. You know, even though it's for a great cause, but just you can go for a 5k walk. If, if, if you, all you do is walk, then that's fine as well, isn't it? And there's almost this, like almost a bit of social pressure. Now you've got to post your time as well. Oh yeah. For yeah, people yeah. Who, who are, you know, who are what people consider fit or in shape, mm. Like there's no drama just posting your 5k time but i think a lot of people are thinking i don't want to post that time because it's like yeah it's 50 minutes or whatever and i've walked the whole way but there should be no shame yeah. in that whatsoever. no shame at all no shame at all i mean the, i did a 5k uh last week and it's five minutes slower than my pb and i felt i, I did question myself i thought oh do i do i go for a, a fast time and i thought well if i do that I'm going to end up killing myself or yeah. end up just completely put myself out injury wise. So what's the point? Am I trying to prove to myself or the people? Well, no, I'm just going to go out and enjoy a 5k run and post my time. It doesn't really matter what I've got. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think that's part, part yeah. of the, you know, part of the, the pressure that we're even ourselves are under in some ways, isn't it? A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like I said, I've, I'm, I'm, I've, I've been nominated like five times, mate. I haven't done it. If I'm being honest. Well, <laughs> coming from a man who's who was ready to go for the London Marathon, uh, this will be like a little little warm up run for you. Okay, surely, I think, I, I think it's worse five k, mate. I think the longer runs are easier. The, the short ones are disgusting. Oh, um, I don't know. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. That's a good point. Let's put a poll up to see all right. All right. with that one there. I'm going to go for the longer runs are more tougher, and you're going to go for the short ones. The shorter, more intense, or yeah. longer, lower intense ones. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I suppose the good thing about online coaching or online programming, whatever it may be, it is essentially it's a cheaper product and it is yeah. more convenient product. But what would you say a con of online training is compared to um, like one to one? Would you say there's a difference between one to one and online coaching? Yes, um, there's obviously the, the difficult the difference of being in that physical place with that person. There's also sometimes the distractions. I guess when you're and the when you're at a gym, the mindsets or when you're in that sort of environment is different. So, for example, a lot of parents may relate to that. You know, they they like to go to the gym because it's their their third home. I know you mentioned it before mm-hmm. in one of your posts, and you know, just speaking from experience, my my wife since becoming a a mum. The last sort of five years she's has almost felt that she's lost her identity so but when she goes to the gym she feels like she gets that part of her back a little bit that yeah. hour to herself that when she's she feels like you know that's her own personal space and with online training you don't you do get that but you're still in that environment your own home environment so you don't get that that third home environment i don't know what your thoughts are on that yeah i think it's that it's, it's that space isn't it where it's not like yeah it's not a family life where your mum, dad, parent, husband, wife, you're, you're going to the gym for you and you're socialising with, with your gym friends and you are yeah. essentially just concentrating on yourself for that hour. And I think people are missing that. Yeah, I'm missing it massively. Mm-hmm. I have no shame in that at all. I, I'm loving spending time with the family. I'm loving that, that 
a reflection on what I need to do as better as a person. But I do, I do miss that interaction. I miss that community. I miss my colleagues. Mm. You know, I just, uh, it's a lot of things I miss. But ultimately, Matt, we're healthy and we're alive in the moment. So bigger it's important picture. to, bigger picture, massively, massively. And, you know, it takes us on to our next topic of motivation. And Yeah. It's yeah, I know. It's a, funny, it's a funny, one. funny one. Speaking to you earlier offline about, I know you were reading a, oh, sorry, you listened to a podcast mm. and they came up with these three points. And yes. um, so, so, yeah, so go share, share it with the listeners, Scott. Yeah, so this was a bit of research done by Dr. Dr. Uh, Rangan Chatterjee. I'm sure I'll pronounce that correctly. And mm. his research shows that the happier you are, the more essentially more motivated you are. So if you're unhappy, you're, you're going to always almost try and seek constant external motivation all the time. Mm. But it's actually been proven that if you are happier in your day-to-day life, you will find motivation a little bit easy. And he mm. describes three things that contributes all around happiness that, that will essentially would get you motivated. So the first one okay. being, is quite an obvious one. For us anyway, because we want a fitness podcast, is spending time every day on physical health. Mm. So I don't know what your thoughts, but I, th- I thought physical health can be interpreted many ways. It could be if you're into yoga, walking, um, yeah, body pump, if you're into weightlifting, if you're into hit cardio, running, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, and, and you're right. I, I think a lot of people will listen to this, will probably think sometimes oh no, that means I've got to do something seven times a oh, week. Yeah. And, 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 but it doesn't have to be that. You could just be walking dog one day mm. or it could be spending 15 minutes doing a bit of stretching or yep. it's just ways that you can improve your physical health to make you more happier. And I know for myself, if I'm more mobile, if I've been a bit more active in regards to my steps or just even if I've yeah. just done a little bit of a 10 minute kettlebell workout, yeah. oh, the endorphins that, you know, get released, I feel fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, it does make a big difference for even guys like us. Yeah. And I think that's what people always, I've always thought, even before this whole thing as well, people tend to think they need to do a certain type of exercise because they're going to get this result from it. But essentially, yeah. the best exercise is the one you're going to sustain, the one that doesn't feel like a chore, the one that Absolutely. you look forward to. And that is the best form of exercise, no matter what it is. Yeah, absolutely. There's no magic exercise to get you the best results. It's, you know, I could I could run 5K every day, but if it makes me miserable, why then, do it? Why then, do it? then why do it? If, if you find by having to do a high-intense HIIT workout makes you ache so much next day that you want to spend all day in bed then, then why do it you know yeah you don't have to do that you don't have to burn 500 degrees every time you go every time you go to the gym or every time you you go out for a walk or whatever you know there's no minimum requirement it's just whatever it does that makes you happy exactly. especially in these times of stress the last thing you want to do is place more stress mm. on your body by overloading it too much and and making yourself ill there's yeah. just there's no there's no point and that brings me to the second point. The second time you said yep. you take time every day to work on your mental well-being. So it said working on your head, but taking time to spend 
time, not necessarily meditating, because I know it's not for everyone, but just taking time to just think of your mental well-being, to sit in a quiet room, whatever it may be, five, ten minutes, and just be. Yes, and I picked up the same point from a, a strength podcast and a one-on coach said something very similar. He spends half an hour a day, phones off and just meditating or he said sometimes I just stretch. I don't meditate. It's just I have half an hour every day I have to myself whereby I switch off and almost hit that reset button. And it's, that's important too as well. So, but doesn't mean you have, like I say, you don't have to meditate. You don't have to do yoga. No. If it means that you sitting up, sitting on upstairs on a sofa, just, just taking time out and being yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just switching off and a bit of time out. Absolutely. mate. And, yeah. um, I, think yeah, quickly, I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely mate. Yeah. Quickly. I mean, what do you do just to switch off? Yeah, like I was thinking with me, I'm I'm very distracted all day with like laptops, phones, this and that. So it's really good to sort of put everything down, put it away, put my phone face down, put the laptop down, turn any TV or music off and just be and relax sometimes. Yeah. It clears your head so much. Um, Perfect, mate. And the last point I was going to bring up, the last thing that you know, that maybe people should think about spending a little bit of time on every day. Because remember, these things haven't got to be done in excess. Like you haven't got to spend an hour on each. It could be as little as five minutes on each of these. The last one is actually do something for your heart. Do something for someone else. Do go your way to make someone else's day and to put a smile on their face. It could yeah. be, you know, it could be sending an old friend a text, you know, during this tough time. I hope you're doing okay, mate. If you want to chat, here I am. Yeah, you your next door neighbour, and I'll say your elderly next door neighbour. I'll do your shopping for you. What do you want? Yeah, no, absolutely right. And giving back, you know, yeah. it's it. Imagine what it feels like when people do things that are nice for us. How good that makes us feel. But yeah. and to return a favour, you know, to yeah. be nice to other people, like you say, it can be something simple as sending a text message. One thing I've been doing over the last few days is catching up with some old football friends from when I was 12 years old and it's been oh, it's been amazing like literally just where before I might not have made the effort to do such a thing so yeah. making an effort to send a message and say how are you what are you up to nowadays and it's actually been very very satisfying mm, yeah and I think if you can tie all these three things in the mm. physical health the mental like your mental health and actually going out your way to try and do something for someone else every day if you can tell these yeah. things day because I think people put themselves so much pressure on being motivated all the time. There's so much pressure. People look for motivation yeah. quotes. I'm not motivated. So motivate me. But actually yeah. you're putting pressure on yourself to be happy and actually thinking what makes me happy in this situation every day. And then yes. a byproduct of being happy means you're going to be motivated. That's Absolutely. Cheesy yeah. as, but no, no, it's true. And you know, times that you don't feel motivated or you feel a bit you know we, we all have our bad days and our good days and times I'm not feeling up to things or I don't feel great you know I try to do things which, which make me feel happy you know I just mm. spend time with the family spend time with the kids mm. give my brother a call speak to my parents um watch a watch a funny film like I love I love watching Only Falls and Horses you know oh. it makes me laugh guaranteed guaranteed you know it's always a oh, boy, oh, best character oh. Oh man, I love Trigger. I just love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, but wrapping things up there, Matt. Um, 
what was the the one thing, the one message you could pass on to our listeners today? And I know I'm putting you on the spot here because we did Ooh. discuss this Ooh. as a topic. Okay. The one thing that you can take okay. away for today, what would it be? Okay, so I think in this current climate, if you've discovered things about your life that you want to change when we're out of this lockdown, please consider implementing them. If you dread getting up on a Monday morning, you need to change it some way. It doesn't mean don't get up mm. on a Monday morning, but... Change... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stay in bed. Yeah. Cheers, Matt. <laughs> hey, the point is, I think is you need to change your environment. If there's certain aspects of your life you're not happy with, look at a way you can be happy with your life. Yeah. No, it's brilliant, mate. And I don't think we can top that. So, Doesn't from me... No, from me, guys, stay safe, stay well. And From yourself, Matt. And what he said. Thank you very much, guys. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.